0: Hi, and welcome to the EUC podcast from the Faculty of Environmental and Urban Change at York University. I'm your host, Kyle Thiessen. Today, I'll be bringing us out of Toronto to share my recent experiences studying abroad, and I'll also be spotlighting York's presence in Costa Rica through the Las Nubes project. This initiative hopes to contribute to community well-being alongside and through environmental conservation and it works towards this through faculty and student research, environmental education, and community engagement initiatives. While the project is hosted by the Faculty of Environmental and Urban Change, third and fourth year students from across York University can take a variety of classes at York's EcoCampus in Southern Costa Rica. These are available either during winter semester reading week or over the summer semester. You'll find courses covering topics including community psychology, natural history, environmental management, development and extraction, public health, and more. But these expanded course offerings are actually a relatively recent addition. The program got its start in 1998 with the donation of over 300 acres of protected rainforest from Dr. Woody Fisher for Conservation by York University. That reserve has since been expanded several times, with the current area covering nearly 428 acres. The scope of activities going on here has also continued to grow over time. While longstanding conservation and research activities are still an important part of the Los Numis project, current director Dr. Felipe Montoya hopes to continue expanding educational opportunities at the Eco Campus in the coming years. I personally got to take two co-taught classes in Costa Rica a couple weeks ago, one focusing on issues surrounding water in Latin America, and the other on conservation, development and community well-being. My time in Costa Rica began in San Jose, the country's capital and largest city, a couple of days before the courses started. In my short two days, I found the city bustling and full of life. And home to plentiful cafes, interesting architecture, all with a backdrop of its distinct local history. But soon enough, I joined my classmates in traveling across the metropolis, through farmers' fields, and up into cloudy mountains to reach the Las Nubes eco-campus. I couldn't get over the incredible views as we traveled into the rainforest and looked down across the landscape, and I think everyone else in my group felt exactly the same way. Over the next few days, we explored the area around Las Nubes, visiting local campesino farmers to try cacao and peppercorns, a coffee growers cooperative to learn about community benefiting business practices, a bird sanctuary, and La Casita Azul, a community library run by York University and hosted by the local Water Management Association. We also had a couple of chances to check out the crystal clear rivers which run through the forests in and around Las Nubes. Then, it was time to set off for some of our further excursions. In Longomay, we stayed with Salvadorian families, many of whom came to the settlement as refugees during the Salvadorian Civil War. We also heard from indigenous leaders both in the town of Buenos Aires, as well as during our stay in Boruca indigenous territory. One highlight for a lot of us was definitely our beach trip to Ovita where, for many of us, our experiential education included a serious sunburn. Another core memory from this trip was getting to see a ton of wildlife on our boat tour through mangroves near Sierpe. While tiny sleeping bats, plentiful bird species, and three meter long crocodiles were all pretty cool, I think any of us on the trip would tell you that they were most excited to see the capuchin and squirrel monkeys.
1: Oh, oh, goodness. Oh, oh, goodness. Goodness. oh, there's one oh, right on the leaf Oh, my oh, gosh. gosh!
2: Oh, we gracias, monkeys. Thank you for coming out.
0: Yeah. Oh. Throughout these experiences, we were also engaged in daily lectures and presentations from our professors, both on the Los Nubes Eco Campus at the Lillian Mayen Wright Center and also in the field. Being able to learn course content while on-site, like when we dove into ecotourism development on the grounds of a hotel and mangrove tour operator, brought course content closer to home, and for many of us made abstract ideas more interactive and tangible. What definitely felt tangible were the heavy afternoon rainfalls, which often did their best to drown out our classes on water rights and sovereignty. And on our final day at the Eco Campus, I got a chance to speak to both of my professors about their thoughts as instructors and participants in the course. Alright while well, I am here at the Las Nubes Eco Campus, I am on our second story patio overlooking a beautiful view of the rainforest surrounding us and you will hear some of the sounds of that rainforest as well as the Peñas Blancas River which runs right near the campus. So. Please excuse if there's ever a bird or an insect that cuts out one of our <laughs> bits of information, but I'm here with one of my professors who is a very important figure here at the campus. Would you please introduce yourself?
1: Hi, yeah, I'm Felipe Montoya. I'm the director of the Las Noves Project and EcoCampus and a professor at uh, York University at EUC.
0: And Felipe, I would love to hear from you. Um, I've taken a great course with you We've just wrapped up and I'd like to hear some of what you think are the highlights of this course for students who might be interested.
1: All right, this, this course, um, it's called Conservation and Development for Socioecological Wellbeing in the Global South. That's a mouthful. But um, it looks at, a, or it uses Costa Rica as, as a as a site of many different initiatives that attempt to a carry out a socio-ecological well-being, improve livelihoods in ways that the environment is is taken care of um, and these initiatives are particular to Costa Rica but serve students as as a, a way to contrast what might be happening in their own countries. So Costa Rica as many people know is known for its environmental initiatives and its uh, democratic traditions So it turns out to be a good good opportunity to look at these these different models, especially in a time when we need models, alternative models to the current uh, hegemonic uh, system that that is leading us into into dark and difficult uh, arenas.
0: Yeah, that's certainly true. I mean, we talk about climate change a lot in this course, but we also are talking about different ways that people govern themselves and their resources, different ways that people form community and engage with each other outside of just our, our typical neoliberal models that have been adopted. Um, and of course, there's a lot to unpack there, and I'm not going to spoil the course for anybody who's interested, of course, but, but this is also a course and a general, realm of ideas that you've been exploring for quite a long time here in Costa Rica with students from York University and as you're going into future years of teaching this sort of course are there things that you're looking forward to or issues that you anticipate becoming more important or some differences that people might experience as opposed to years past?
1: Yes, so socio-ecological well-being is a huge term and well-being in and of itself is is a huge term and what we've tried to do here in the in the eco campus ever since uh this we inaugurated the the eco campus in 2016 and 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 began the the semester abroad or, or the study abroad is i've tried to to invite and incorporate professors from different fields different faculties so that they can look at these at these expressions of or these alternatives um, through their their own lenses, uh, the different um, professional lenses that they have, academic lenses. So we have people from Glendon, we have people from education, um, from performing arts, and of course from environmental studies. So I'm really happy. At least this time, we had uh, Professor. McAllister who's from EUC, UC it's her first time here but the idea is to include more and more uh, professors to to be able to use this as a palette of opportunities and and alternatives um, with looking at this uh, through through critical eyes and one of the important things of the, of the las no project and eco campus is, is that our one of our, our principal uh, Our our main principles are to to help or to collaborate with the local well-being. So many of our students, um, many of our students, all of our students do homestays. Uh, They contribute to the local economy, and there's a you know wonderful human exchange um, of of cultures, of understandings, of communications that uh, also are form part of the of the academic coursework. So this is more than just learning about uh, different terms and topics, but experiencing different ways of life and sharing those, those ways of life and in a way that is collaborative and, uh, uh, and, and supports the local economies.
0: Well, that's a really great introduction to what people have experienced here. I promise there's much more to be experienced when you come for yourself. Um, and so I really appreciate you talking to me today. And thank you again also for being my professor in such a great course.
1: Thank you, and yeah, I invite many other professors to explore this opportunity and many other students. There's a lot of room for, for expanding this uh, eco campus and, and the project.
2: My name is uh, Carlota McAllister. Um, I'm a professor in environmental and urban change, um, and I'm teaching, of course, uh, Geography 4050 which is Nature, Neoliberalism and Political Ecology, colon, the politics of water in uh, Latin America and Costa Rica. Um, The course is really more about the second half of that, so the politics of water uh, in this very watery country that we're in right now.
0: Yeah, and so, of course, there's a lot to unpack within any of those words, but we covered quite a, a great deal in the course while we were here. And would you mind just highlighting a few of those core features of the course and what we might expect to encounter as students?
2: So um, there's a few things. Uh, One is there's a very basic message uh, to the course, which comes out of uh, not my head, but out of the, the activism of a lot of social movements across the Americas and elsewhere, who keep insisting that water is life. And this comes out of indigenous thought and other people's peasant thought. Um, and the point is that water is not just a chemical substance, H2O, uh, that needs to be managed uh, in very neutral, techno scientific ways, but that water is life. It's uh, We're all made of water, we are bodies of water, we live in uh, encounters with other bodies of water. Water flows through us, it connects us, it connects us to the land and to the environment, and, uh, and it's what gives us life. Us and all the other creatures and entities that live in the world uh, are given life by water. And so that's the very basic philosophical point that the Course is trying to demonstrate. Um, but the way we do that is through uh, an amazing set of experiences it with different bodies of water and different uh, people who uh, think a lot about their relationships with water here in Costa Rica. Um, So we talk about things like water management, we talk about uh, water justice, we talk about dams, we talk about rivers and riverhood, uh, we talk about uh, drinking water. and uh, just really trying to see all the different ways that humans engage with water in their everyday life and the troubles that they face with that, and what might be some strategies for dealing with the problems that humans face uh, with water, uh, which are getting, of course, more and more extreme with climate change, because climate change and water, uh, the absence of water, are things that go together. Sometimes the abundance of water, sometimes there's big floods, but also Uh, scarcity of water and especially scarcity of good water for drinking and sustaining
0: life. Yeah and I promise that that Professor McAllister has not given away the full course content there. There's a lot to cover and it's also really interesting to be able to do so in conversation with local activists, local community members, and to be able to see that in action with the water features that we were able to visit, which includes some waterfalls, rivers, the ocean, um, and Beyond that, I know that this is your first time being a professor down here in Costa Rica uh, at the Las Numes Eco Campus. So, was there anything for you that kind of surprised you going into this that that you really enjoyed or anything that you think someone who who is also new to this experience would enjoy? Well, I just I was just
2: absolutely blown away by the beauty of Costa Rica. I hadn't I've been to San Jose, which is the capital before, but I hadn't been down here to the rainforest before, and just the extraordinary beauty of this place, and the really smart, wonderful, uh, kind, gentle, and you know sometimes you know strong and uh, engaged citizens that we've met on this trip. That's been really exciting and special for me. But I have to say, also as a professor. Um, You know, at York, sometimes we uh, don't get a lot of chances to spend time together, professors and students, or students amongst themselves. And for me, it's just been such an amazing experience to hang out with a bunch of bright, young, excited, you know, engaged students over 10 days and really get to know them and get a sense of what their lives are like and what they care about. So that's, I would say both of those things have been have been, wildly exceeded my expectations
0: here. So that's awesome to hear. I'm glad that it was a good experience for our professors (laughs) as well as for the students. So thank you so much for speaking with me about all of this. I really appreciate your time.
2: My pleasure. Thank you so much, Kyle.
0: So all in all for me, I found my opportunity to visit Costa Rica an excellent chance to hear from local people about the issues affecting their communities and what people have done to overcome them. I also appreciated getting to engage with the issues that we talk about surrounding climate change with people who actually have a much closer relationship to their land and water than we do back home. So whether or not you're a student in EUC, I'd really consider taking a trip here because it teaches you a lot more than you would get if you just stayed at home. You can find out more about the project at lasnubes.euc.yorku.ca. Well, that's all for this episode of the EUC podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.